Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars. And this week, I've got my Range Rover. I've got a travel rug around my shoulders <laughs> and it's from a car launch yeah it's a <laughs> it's true what I a few weeks ago we we uh, had a message from somebody who went I it's a bit strange this podcast because Johnny hasn't mentioned how cold he is <laughs> and but here we are back which car launch? Uh, Honda E. I, uh, there was a sort of padded-backed travel blanket with a, with, the, the, with the silhouette of a Honda E on it, and I've got it over one's shoulders as we speak. Is this some kind of tacit admission that the range on that car isn't great, so turn the heater off while you're driving? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Rug. You could have a Honda E space blanket, couldn't you? It should be one of those ones at the side of the road when there's been an emergency. Um, oh, yeah. like those ones that... Sort of foil make you look like yeah, make you look like a, a massive microwavable pasty or something. Well, they make you look like you've been found in the sea with no clothes on. That's what I always think. <laughs> 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 uh, or you know, like I don't know, a reservoir at the side of the motorway. They're like, what on earth has that person been doing? Oh, they went out skinny dipping three days ago. They've just been found. They seem to be alive. <laughs> what really? In winter in the UK? Um, yeah. Or you look like you're doing an impression of a lunar rover oh or satellite because they're always wrapped in that stuff it's always they? gold i always wonder why it's because it's got it's, oh, yes it's, it's, i suppose it is it's reflective it? gold um foil isn't it it's real gold um is it real gold it is real gold yeah absolutely yeah. On, on all the lunar stuff yeah hmm. i've um i love i love her in fact that we didn't talk about that a few weeks ago when the 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 mars rover sent back um i don't know a load of tiktok videos or something from the surface yeah. of mars <laughs> um and and of course i i get so many messages about uh, because there's the mention of rover i'm sure you do and people are yes. constantly going what rover was on mars do you think was it i don't know some old faithful sd1 800 yeah. was it was it an mg did it jocelyn mgzt or something MGZS. So I get all of those. Or, or, of course, nowadays, rappers referring to Range Rovers as Rovers, which I know we've touched on in, in a previous chat. Yeah. Uh, which I'm still... I, it's, it's not comfortable. That doesn't sit comfortably with me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right to, to British ears, does it? But Americans, do, I guess it does. Do you refer um, to your Range Rover as the Rover? No. Ca- could you? Never. I'll come on to that in a minute. I was just going to say, because uh, speaking of those... That Mars rover, I've been to the place where those are made. Have you? Uh, in California, yeah, the, the NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, uh, just outside Los Angeles, which is, um, or the JPL as it's called. I went there a few years ago because a friend of ours used to work there and she said, Do you want to come and have a look? And, and, and um, you said, Hell yes. I said, Hell yes. And it's fascinating, but it's also, it's it's the site of 
possibly the single stupidest question I've ever asked in my life. Or certainly, I think it's the question that I felt the most stupid because I was literally in the same building as some rocket scientists. Because <laughs> um, I, I, so yeah, our, our friend just gave me a you know a little a little wander around and we had a look at some stuff and he went to the room where they're actually building rovers and it's it's amazing you know it's just you sort of looking at this stuff and you're like that's going into space and you you it's like but it looks like a sort of amazing kind of Meccano slash Tamiya mash-up laboratory just to <laughs> building all this cool stuff but then I got taken into this this big room there's like a sort of a, a, a viewing mezzanine walkway thing above this big room sort of like the size of a school hall yeah or, or maybe a bit bigger like, a, like it's a it's a it was a pretty big room and it's full of red dirt that's all sort of lumpy and bumpy and got bigger rocks in it and stuff like that and it's the it's a room where they go and try out the rovers they drive them around just to see how they get on oh okay yeah yeah into this thing and i look down at all this these tons and tons of red dirt that makes up the floor of this room and i went oh wow is that actual mars dirt oh you and, twat and our friend went um no it's it's actually from Arizona. It would desert. be prohibitively hard to get dirt back from Mars in this quantity. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, of course it would. They're not sending a fucking Seddon Atkinson tipper truck up there, are they? <laughs> I completely forgot. <laughs> and I felt like a massive thicky. Did you just want to go home and hit yourself? Yeah, I did. Place? I was like, have you got any rockets? Because I'd just like to fire <laughs> myself into the heart of the sun now, please. <laughs> I. It's funny you should say that because... Um, I think uh, probably coming up for three years ago, I went to to Berlin to um, the site of where Audi had commissioned um, their Luna Quattro rover vehicle to be built by a gang of people called part-time scientists, P- PTS. This really cool, I don't know, sort of like a boutique kind of scientific warehouse where they were on a budget trying to uh, build this thing. And they were doing testing. There were two of them. And they had a little corner, like a soft play area. But it was um, lots of uh, igneous rock ground up. And, um, oh, sorry, volcanic rock. And it was um, practicing off-road capabilities of these radio-controlled things. And they'd set up on an iPad for me to try and drive this Audi Luna Quattro. And it was brilliant. It's actually really small. I think it's about a metre square. Yeah, so yeah, not very, yeah. But obviously, because they said, you know, like every gram really counts because of yes. obviously getting it there successfully and making it, making sure it lands without falling on its head and, I don't know, snapping off its camera roof. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shit, well, it will drive, but we don't know where it's going. So that's sort of a waste of the last five years. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Imagine. I mean... I know we were talking earlier before we started doing the show about that sort of sometimes when you get you get paralysed by having too much work to do, so you sort of end up doing none of it. Oh. You, you, and, and it's a bit depressing and you get cross with yourself. But imagine knuckling down on a project and then after five years going, oh, it's a bit of a waste of the last five years, that wasn't it? Oh, well, I just, I couldn't. I, I couldn't just, shrug that off very easily. No, you just go, well, well, what if the next five years is a waste as well? What if I am in fact wasting my entire life yeah and um and that's uh 
Well, it's a bit, I guess it's a bit, a, a bit like a troubling thought. A bit like people that have great ideas that constantly get copied and they don't get the financial reward or the recognition. A bit like Bruce Mayer, the beach buggy guy we were talking about, where he came yeah. up with with probably half a dozen really cool ideas, and each one just got ma- instantly copied, and he didn't reap the rewards. It's a bit, you could see how someone like that could get massively bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it must be frustrating, but yeah, I don't um, even think the Audi Luna Quattro has been launched yet. I think it because it's going up in one of um, Elon's uh, SpaceX uh, uh, National National Express coaches. Yeah, uh, they, they keep exploding though, don't they? That's the thing that sort of delays. It's, me- me- it's, a, it's a mega bus. You you pay such a small amount of money to get a trip on it. It's all a bit like I don't know if it'll get there. Maybe it will. Who knows? Might, might do, might explode. Well, I mean, it will explode. We guarantee an explosion. Because I said <laughs> that last one a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. did, I mean, in fairness, did sort of successfully go through its whole landing sequence, didn't it? But then it landed. Did it land and then just it, explode? Or Yeah, but it's almost like it's become, because a, a, a mate of mine sent me a WhatsApp going, oh, exciting, the, the whatever, I can't remember what they're called now, the, 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 the latest one, number 12 it was in somewhere or other, wasn't um, it? And, it went, and he went, oh, it's Apollo, it's Apollo Creed. Wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mission to Moscow. Yeah, and um, so they, um, they, they, my mate sent me this thing, and I was like, "When's it going to explode?" Then as a joke, and then I, and then I checked on, <laughs> I checked on social media after it happened, and it was, I was almost like, "This is a piss take now," because it did it successfully, but then it's like, "Oh wait, exploding!" Explode. That's our thing, isn't it? Exploded after it had landed, but um, yeah. I'm sure they'll get there in the I know we're making light of it, of, of an amazing engineering and scientific feat. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. But imagine that you've worked on it. Again, they must have worked on it for a long, long time. And they go, is it going to work? Is it going to work? It, it's worked. Oh, oh, it's exploded again. It's like, I mean, apart from anything else, when it explodes, that's it. That's all the hardware fucked, isn't it? You've got to go and do it again. Whereas I imagine otherwise you could you can, you know, rebuild it and use it again so it's just like it's just a sheer sort of material cost plus time cost it's, it must be really really there's nothing that I ever work on in my career that you go oh no it's all got destroyed we've got to start again oh come on there must be retakes where you, you where you film stuff yeah, you, yeah. And, and either you're not allowed to because someone was wearing a coca-cola cap all the way through and no one noticed and they couldn't do it for advertising purposes or um I don't know. The, 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 there was a corrupt. Oh, we've had corrupt files where I've come back yeah, from a job, yeah. and then the next day the director's phoned me up and gone, "Listen, we're going in the next sort of couple of weeks. We're gonna have to do all that again." I'm afraid there was a corrupt couple of cards. We've had a, an issue which we couldn't tell until we got into yeah. the editing suite, and you're like, "Oh, for crying!" And that's so deflating because you know you probably won't be able to do as good a job again. And your heart's not yeah. in it either, because if your heart's not in it, you know you won't do as well, because you can't be asked. But, well, that's true. I think whenever you lose a piece of work, whether it's a, a video or, or audio or, or written, but if for a reason, usually a, a computer, kind of a digital snafu of some sort, but whenever you lose it, even if you redo it again, and it's perfectly fine, I think you, you convince yourself that the version that's lost forever was the greatest thing you've ever done in your life? Oh, to- totally! And, I did it and with it will a, never come back. I did it with a school project, um, GCSEs. I, had to, I was doing it on my Commodore Amiga because we—that was the computer we had. <laughs> but it was a little bit beyond it to do some of the things I was doing. You had to save. I got into the habit of saving every sentence, and to this day, yeah. I still save every sentence. Do you? Yeah, I just do Apple S, Apple S, Apple S, like 
almost like a nervous tick. Yeah, because I've lost what? so much stuff and I just can't be bothered with it anymore. Do you, do you, you don't ever work like, with um, Google Docs? Yes, I do. I do now. And do you get weirded out by the fact that that just auto saves? Yeah, I love it. Because so I do. That's why I, I have know. Gmail. Because yeah, if I sneeze I, and my computer f- disappears, I know it's, yeah. it's saved that email, which is always yeah, nice. But I just... I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not as as a, a sort of reflexive Apple esser as you, clearly. But I do, <laughs> I do try and save quite quite a lot. I've and been called worse. I just. I'm always going for the. I'll just save this, finish this paragraph. I'll just save this, and because I'm working on something at the moment with other people, so we're using Google Docs because it's a really good way to work collaboratively. Share material. And, and, but it just <clears throat> yeah, it, it freaks me out, man. I'm just not I'm not comfortable with this. Where's the save? Oh, it's doing it or is it though? Is it doing it? Is it? And so far, yes. Oh, it's I know a bit it like cars which self-lock, but then when you go back to check whether they really have, of course, it, yeah. it will have unlocked because that's what <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> Renaults do that now, don't they? And yeah. I had the new Dacia Sandero the other week and uh, and that does it. And uh, it's, yeah, you, it, it's it's too clever for its own good. I, I realised when I was mucking around with the menus on the Dacia, you can turn it off, but it's sort of on the one hand, you go, that's very good, that's very clever. On the other, you're like, nah, there's too, <laughs> too much margin for error here that I don't, I'm not Nah, I'm out, mate. With I'm out. I'm, I'm out. just uh, talking of um, one, like things, yeah, well, we're talking of things exploding and you've got to start again, but it just reminded me of um, years ago on Top Gear, we were filming an item around the making of the Sweeney movie. It's one of the single worst things we ever did on Top Gear. Absolute horse shit item. I, rem- I remember it. I remember the, yeah. um, the the Jag sort of sliding into a static caravan and like tearing the whole corner off it. Yes. It's funny because Jaguar lent us two identical XFRs. And it was a proper weapon my- of a car. Yeah, lovely car. Now, I'm sure they said to us you can wreck one of them and keep the other one for best please oh no seriously and i'm convinced that was said at the time and there was there was nothing because well yeah jeremy did a power slide into a static caravan absolutely smashed the rear three quarter of it you know proper you know like sort of because the back wings of modern cars is all welded into the monocoque yeah that's a bastard of a repair so yes. basically that car was written off it's only quite recently someone at jack said to me yeah we didn't realize you were going to do that it cost a fortune to mend that car and i was like what but i'm sure you said we could destroy it so um, oh you've got to get that shit in writing i mean that's that's uh, what's yeah, that? i didn't do that deal so it's i'm not i, I don't feel it's like an 80 grand it car like, wasn't it at the time yeah and it was lovely it was an engineering car i think so it was sort of a, it, or, a bit, or something a i forget tattoo. now Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, again, I'm just misremembering it. But no, the reason I bring this up is that that, it's exa- that exact sequence, it was a one-shot deal because the caravan was rigged with explosives. And so Naturally. it was always planned. The car comes in, clips I could have lived in that with my, ca- with my family. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really... It was a bit mangy. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy clipped it a bit too hard, but it was fine. He got the, you know, he got the shot. It, it all worked. But it was with one of those sort of, you know, one take deals. There's a lot of right. Is everything definitely okay? Checking, double checking. Cameras good. Everyone okay? All right. Okay. Explosives good. Yeah. Okay. They're live. Definitely cameras rolling. Everybody fresh batteries, fresh cards or tapes back then. Are we ready? Okay. This is it, people. 
and in three two whoa 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 wait a second and our on-set safety advisor <laughs> you had a terrible habit of taking pictures on set like oh, just for his when own you're not allowed to yeah well just yeah just be cool about it and and, and he was poking his head out from behind a bush with his phone poised to get some photos. He was wearing a luminous yellow cap, which was showing up on <laughs> the top shot with our, one of our camera people up on a cherry picker. And it was it was him who went, whoa, 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 no, let's not go yet. Because he'd seen this fucking stupid bright yellow cap showing up in the corner of his shot, oh. which would have um, would have been a bit annoying. Um, so yeah, safety guy got a bollocking, and then we we did the shot. But uh, it was yeah, that was that was almost one of those ones where you're going. It wouldn't have ruined the shot. It would have just been a bit like it would have been inconvenient and, and slightly inconvenient. unprofessional. Slightly unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How do so we start that, talking yes. about this? To... I don't know because Mars Rovers, and then oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, but I was going to say a slight change of subject, but not. I, yeah, I've got my Range Rover at last. Ah, I went su- and got it. The last supercharged week. range, supercharged range. Yeah, I had to go up, uh, go up to get it because you know the dealer wasn't going to hold it forever, even though he had a small deposit. So I went up and collected it and uh, and drove back, uh, and it was lovely. I got into it. I bear in mind I hadn't seen it. You know, this is the thing I didn't see in pictures. And I got into it, and and it all seemed okay. And so the deal was done. And of course, how, how do car dealers get all cars running on fumes? Do you think they siphon, or do they just drive? No, around? they they, ca- use, they drive. They use the stock. They drive around carefully, and just to just to make sure. And that's why if they've got a load of really nice cars, but they're driving around in I don't know some trade-in horrible knacker like a Mariva. It's because the Mariva will have had half a tank, and it's just sim- simple maths. Like, yeah, I'm not paying for fuel, so therefore, yeah, yeah. But it's also I understand it because I, I said it to my wife, and of course I drove it away, and it was on fucking fumes. It was saying range, the distance still empty six miles. Like the guy had really, he he was from the same school as a bloke I used to work with years ago at some um, old Top Gear, who was well known for being able to run press cars down to nothing, and then. He would go. Oh, does anyone else want the keys to this Ferrari or something? And, and he um, he'd obviously taught this dealer everything he knows. Because so the first thing I had to do was go to a petrol station. Um, and I was, but I said to my wife, it was, it was running on fumes. She's like, why do they do that? And I was like, because why would they put profit into the tank? It's like they're just they're giving away fuel is giving away money, isn't it? And that's, that's right. Not how you run a business, it's, but but how much was it, Rich? Because that's the uncomfortable bit. It was about it's got to be well what, over a, over a hundred quid, hundred and twenty quid, hundred and twenty quid, hundred and twenty quid. I've bought yeah. I've bought an Astra with an MOT for that. Well, here's an interesting. It did have a one. leaky sunroof. I had to go and get this car from Lancashire. Cost me sixty pounds to get the train up there. I put hundred and twenty quid worth of juice in the Range Rover, and it used half a tank to get me back to London. So. Mm. Well, that's the problem with the British railway system. Is it's it's is it's <laughs> yeah. Tra- I did buy the ticket quite late. I'm sure it would have been a lot cheaper. If well, I tra- it. trains are yeah. supposed to be, or traditionally were for all classes. You know, like um, if you couldn't afford a car, you would take the mm. train. It it doesn't encourage you to take the train, does it? So, I mean, I I remember spending well over a hundred quid on a ticket. And I had to sit on the floor next to a toilet. Yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Because you get um, I mean, that slow opening electric door on the trains, you know the ones where it's a bit like yeah. um, 
it's a bit like if you remember Blind Date when they used to reveal the divider so you could see your yes the, the man or the woman that you'd chosen. But it's, but it's like poo smelling Blind Date. It would open yeah. really slowly and it's oh on look the plus side. Now that the franchise has changed on that West Coast main line, they've got rid of that recording in the bogs, which was the single least funny thing in the history of humanity. Gosh, Did you ever experience that? I don't think so. I barely it's use train toilets. I tend to just hold on. Hold it in? Yeah. Oh. Well, because they're always just in a state of ruination. A bit like the Channel Tunnel toilets. You just don't go there. Holy crap, they're so bad, aren't they? What is going on there? Why are they... It's just. I just think people walk, go in there um, and they lock the door and then shut their eyes and they just guess where the pan was. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and it's some sort of European game that I'm not familiar with. Just a terrible Is it? idea. Maybe it's a Euro game. Yeah, but there's something about the design of the loser on the Channel Tunnel um, that reminds people from continental Europe of of their local version of the Crystal Maze, and they just assume it's the same things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Crystal Maze, but with shitting. Oh, it's uh, the Eurolav zone. You're, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, I, they are very... Those on the on the car train, they are very, very bad, those loos. They're, they're, I remember using them once. Not only was it a 15-minute walk, which I hadn't anticipated mm. through every carriage... That when, when when I got there, it was just like a scene from Train Spotting, and I was I was genuinely appalled. Uh, I was genuinely appalled, and I vowed never to do it again. In fact, when I took my kids on the Channel Tunnel for the first time a few years back, um, one of them needed the toilet. I went, "Not happening." And he went, oh, "But you, there's got to be a toilet on the train." I said, "Darling, it's not happening." Uh, trust me, your father's seen it. He doesn't want to put you through that. I would rather hold you out of the window. Oh, it's honestly than expose you to the. It would be like stamping, the, the stamping on a caramel icing bag um, from from what <laughs> from stood on a table at great height. It's just absolutely terrible. In fact, uh, just yeah, yeah. the ton, the only tonic for that. I'm going to put this next to the microphone so you can hear it. What am I doing? I'm splashing. Oh, it's liberally. I've just thrown it on all over my neck. Oh, not the brute again. Oh, my God. It's absolutely amazing. See, that. uh, I've had to clear up quite a bit of cat sick recently. One of my cats is. (laughs) (laughs) One of my cats is. is, catching a lot of wildlife and it's obviously not going down well in in the. the, And uh, it just keeps retching. I mean, it's just horrible. Um. I don't know, it just looks like I, Bisto and Weetabix had a terrible night out. But um, the only way I How can are combat... animals still alive is, is one of my questions. I mean, How? I think cats are a bit more sensible. Yeah, dogs. Oh, because I don't know. Our dog will eat anything that it spots on the street if you give it half a chance. I mean, it's, oh. yeah, it's a constant battle to stop her, like, wolfing down a visibly mouldy sort of baguette end <laughs> that she's spotted in the gutter oh. that's got, like, some fox shit on it, which, f- for a dog, it's clearly seems to make it uh, it's an more desirable. It's like, oh, it's been drizzled with a, a jus of feces. <laughs> but, but then, if you do, if you don't, if you're not quick enough to stop her eating this kind of literal shite off the street <laughs> then sometimes it then obviously has a very bad effect on her guts yes and you just go if it wasn't for me 
you'd be eating more of this stuff because you, you have an insatiable desire for revolting things off the floor. And at some point, this is going to kill you. And I yeah. sort of think, by extension, how are animals still alive? Because they are fucking stupid when it comes to eating stuff that's going to make them ill. Um, well, they've got Japanese electronics. I think that must be it. <laughs> it's very, very... <laughs> that's it's the only... The only logical reason, um, or, or they they use very very low friction lube, um, you know, like good quality oil. Say a zero fifty weight. Um, uh-huh. Trying to think of a good oil, uh, Castrol Magnatech. Is that a? I think that's probably quite it's good. Probably a good it? one. Uh, Mobile One. Um, yeah, yeah. Other, if if there's any other oils out there, then uh, I'm not prejudicing. Just... I'm sure. Uh, like Esso must have a brand name up spec oil as well, but I can't tell you what it is. No, you've got Shell's got Helix, is kind it? Of, they've kind of, yes, yes. The Helix, you got, um, I mean, I t- it depends. I go for different oils on different cars at different brands. <clears throat> can't can't really remember why, it just feels comfortable. I like buying oil for a car, it feels like I'm buying blood for a relative. <laughs> You know, it's like I know it's really important, so I try to take pride in the process of it and go, yes, this is important. I'm going to do this. I had to put a bit of oil in. I did the first mow of the year last week, got the mower and the strimmer out, and I, despite being enthusiastic about EVs and things, I still have a, a petrol mower and a two-stroke strimmer because I quite like the smell against cut grass so I oh like yeah that combo is quite yeah it's something very special it is, and it? it signifies his hope that the british spring and summertime is is here although i'm sitting yeah, here with a-, a rug over my shoulders because it's piss-arsing <laughs> freezing again and i'm just annoyed <laughs> and i've made no progress on any of my work this week and i've got no one else to blame but apart from that um yeah it was good it was good to get the mower going first pull first pull of the call you're not you're not got, it's not <clears> a ride on no, I have got a ride on, uh, but it's mostly for ornamental purposes, uh, showboating largely. I it's <laughs> it's only because it's it's a vintage ride on, and it's nothing short of lethal. Um, it constantly tries to um, high side you because it's zero steer, but with loads of frontal weight and no weight at the back. So the back it's it tends to dip dip down and try and throw you high, and the back lifts. So it's lift off over. St- is it? Yeah, it's lift-off oversteer in, uh, in many ways. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's very... I'll, I'll send you a picture. It's extremely stylish, but, but totally un- unpredictable to drive. Hang on, which which end steers? Well, uh, it steers... It, uh, well, it's hinged in the middle, so... Okay, it, right. You, you, you. you are sitting... There's a chair on the roller at the rear. It's front-wheel drive, uh-huh. which makes it a little bit oh. sc- scrabbly. It's a very, very unusual design. It's one of the reasons why I like yeah. it. It's a British Anzani lawn rider, if anyone gives a toss. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Later in session, British Anzani lawn rider. Yeah, and they and it's an r- amazing design. came out in the uh, 50s, I think. Um, oh, okay. Such a Probably one of the most stylish mowers out there. Uh, if anyone wants to compete with that, bring it on. Um, I'll put I'll put a picture up for our patrons. <laughs> Probably one of the most stylish mowers out there. There's some great some... mowers out there, man. There's some some of the classic mowers are just such good looking, but also very dangerous. You've got to be very careful. My, my brother's got a Kickstart um, mower, and that mm. that takes no prisoners. Don't mess with that. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, my brother got um, in... in <clears throat> Just before his kids started school, he got one of the stationary engines that my neighbour sold him going. Um, what? what? Hang on, what? Well, my neighbour's got a, like a bit of sort of scrap down the side of the house and had a couple of vintage stationary engines. My brother's really interested in them, always has been since we were lads. And Greg bought one off him and got it going with his son as just like a little dad and lad project. Uh, but of course it's crank handle start and it's got a huge pair of iron flywheels on it because it's for just chugging away mm. and he got it he, he sent me a little whatsapp video in fact i'll send it to you he got it he got it the first first run of it they they filmed he said it was really really nasty to start it was a proper wrist breaker and 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 also it skips along the ground because it's he hasn't bolted <laughs> it down to anything so it's like basically Jesus just Christ. really angry dangerous thing he said it ran very smoothly <laughs> but it's you you the weight of the oh, flywheels is such it? where you know it's not gonna it's not gonna die quietly. Um, I'm gonna question the use of the word smoothly there. Oh, I I, I think considering it's not running over forty years, this that particular one, and and it and it went on the first turn of the of the handle. Uh, it's supposed but to it's a- <clears throat> supposed to run on paraffin, Greg. Somebody didn't have any, so we just used normal petrol. But um. <laughs> Yeah, a bit like your Range Rover, isn't it? It's supposed to run on paraffin, but you, 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 yeah, you're giving it. Did, did you put super in it? No. Because that would have been no. about, what, 260 oh, quid? Yeah. For take- no, no, I, I don't think it's, it doesn't demand super. I might, I might treat the Range Rover to a bit of super every so often, but no, I can't. I mean, I should say, that's the thing, we do so few miles, it's like I, I, the, the other half of the tank now will last for ages, even. Uh, I mean, also... I had a, a pretty brisk run back. The roads were really quiet and everything was running well and I, I didn't even need a wee stop or anything like that and it's so comfy. I was just like, oh, fuck it, we're coming through. And so I did sort of 200 miles in one hit and um, it was uh, it did 22 miles to the gallon. So, you know, considering it's punching a lot of air out of the way, that's, that's a brisk That pace. is punching a lot of air. That's um, train levels of, of frontal. Yeah area isn't it um yeah wow. did you was it so, as good as you because obviously you bought the car blind or, or semi-blind yeah um was it as good as, or is it as good as you you hoped yeah it is actually i mean it's it's a you know it felt the way i expected it to feel like it feels in in good order you know it's it tracks straight and true it breaks in a straight line which is always a bonus i mean it's an 11 year old car so you just don't take these things for granted do you but um yeah the only thing is it smells it's got that sort of slight 
mustiness to it that you just get with as my wife said i went what do you think and she went i think it smells like a 10 year old car and i i know what she means so i'm going to give the leather a really good clean yeah you can you can deodorize it can't you yeah well i've got some cleaner that came highly recommended because it's it's cream leather so you can just see in places mainly the driver's seat's just got that sort of telltale sort of you know people have driven it wearing jeans and it's it's a bit discolored on the squab so i'm going to give that a, a really good clean just see if we can bring you it know what you that, can cause... do another thing i think i mean i'm I've, I've got quite a lot of valeting and, and detailing background i uh one thing i highly recommend i'm just going to put it up to the microphone now um it's not that, brute again yeah this is splash on lotion uh, by brute and uh, what i find is really it says it's you just use liberally over the body to tone your skin with the fresh and distinctive fragrance of brute however you can also use it on the on the on the over mats of a car which you might have think has had a questionable past just ladle it on just uh, maybe unscrew the um the little splash on adapter bit and just drizzle it um <laughs> you know a bit like I don't know. A TV chef would would put uh, balsamic vinegar on. <laughs> Just really go. Well, for I, don't, it. I might do balsamic vinegar as well. Make the car smell. Um, I might put a bit of balsamic vinegar on my neck. Pretend to be really Mediterranean. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to clean the leather. And um, someone else uh, last week pointed out. Said to me, a mate of mine said, "Have uh, you checked the pollen filter?" Because sometimes yes. you know, they get a bit musty. That's a good point. I <clears> thought so. I'm, I'm stick a new pollen filter in it, just freshen it up. Uh, but otherwise, no, it's grand. I mean, uh, I, I put it on Twitter last week when I got it. I just put a picture of the supercharged badge, and um, and you know, loads of people piled in almost universally, just making quips about it breaking down. Yeah, and I think I, I think I might have been one of them. Right, <laughs> it's not the most original thought in the world but also I was like fucking hell I'm glad I didn't put a picture of like a newborn baby up people go oh that's nice isn't it I hope it doesn't get cancer you know fucking hell I've got a new car be happy for me for a minute and then do the reliability jokes but no everyone piled in so um but anyway it's a week I've had it a week and it's not gone wrong touch wood I mean I've hardly driven it since I've got it back well, I was gonna say point. it's it's fine so we'll you know you need to get updated. it um, because it's got quite a big roof area and stuff. You want to get um, you want to get a decent um, coating of, of of polish and wax on it because it'll be so much easier to get rid of all the kind of sky rat turds and things. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, got... it's, it's worth spending a, a good day on it. I would say because it's a time consuming thing, isn't it? You do have to sort of set aside a day. You can't rush a decent valet slash detail. I mean, you can. I, 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 I can do a quick one in an hour, but I'm never satisfied with it. I'm sort of a bit cross with the fact that I have to gloss over the detail. Whereas, really, a car that size, that is a long day to do it right. However, people might go, that's just a waste of time. What I would counter that with is washing the car thereafter for about half a year or more, depending on what products you use, is a walk in the park. Because everything's repelled. Yeah. It's a bit like having a wax jacket rewaxed. It's just a noticeable difference. <laughs> or, as we were talking about last week, uh, being a soft rocker and carefully oiling your leather waistcoat. Oh, completely, yes. It's just like that, actually. Uh, some of the feedback from that has been hilarious, some of the comments about leather-waistcoated beer fest, man. <laughs> just has made me chuckle a bit. And I think weirdly, a lot of people seem to know or have seen that man. I think there's, there's either two of them 
or same guy <laughs> just goes to every beer festival in the United Kingdom slash Europe? I hmm, I think there's more than two of them. Do you? Yeah, but I think it's like the you know the Ravens at the Tower of London. Beer festivals can't go ahead unless one of them is there. Oh, okay. So it is. They're waiting for him, like before they cut the ribbon, as it were. Yeah. Do you know what else? I was thinking actually when I was on the train to go and get my car last week. Um, I uh, I I realised <clears throat> I like being on the train because you get to see bits of the country that you don't necessarily get to see. It sort of like feels like train lines go through and behind things that roads don't plus i'm usually driving so you don't get to have a good look at the same way you do on a train yeah and one of the things that trains go past a lot is canals yes they do they follow a lot of canals and canals yeah. can be quite grubby can't they and quite neglected yeah. or, or very it's very your, uh, it's your industrial revolution uh, infrastructure lines <laughs> that, isn't it that's right yeah anyway i was thinking actually that um the leather waistcoat ponytail croc dundee hat beer festival man guy might have a canal boat oh yeah he doesn't do houses yeah if unless he's been left a house by his late parents um he would probably go narrow boat yeah i think you're right mm. uh there'd also be a donut discovery parked in the <laughs> marina which is a constant source of annoyance to everyone around him so there's a broken one that he cannibalizes for bits because he's a logical guy yeah and um yeah, that's true. Joe, weirdly, I after that feature, someone someone sent me a, a, a possible kind of hedge find, uh, field find vehicle. They sent a picture and emailed it to me uh, of a two-door Discovery 1 that they found in a field. Oh. Yeah, and I kind of went, ooh, ooh, quite into that. In, in good nick or in... It looks okay, but then that's before we've crawled under it. And seen the sins that may lie beneath. Yeah, because um, the the top the top is going to be relatively okay because it's largely aluminium, isn't it? But yeah, it's the it's the uh, it's the over the back axle chassis area and uh, yeah. all of that. I've had a I've had a couple of nice cars into test this week, and unfortunately, I've not driven any of them enough. And again, that's another source of my feeling tense and a bit annoyed with myself for not progressing as much. But I have to say. Um, I've had a 992911 in yeah. um, with a Manuel gearbox. I didn't, oh. know, I didn't know that um, all 911s now come with PDK, but manual is a zero-cost option. Yes, I as didn't of know the that. 992, yeah. I thought it was the... a, it must have been a 992. I kind of missed that memo. I knew that most people ordered it with, with the, um, the, the PTK, as you call it. Yeah, um, because when the 992 came out, it was launched with the PTK gearbox, and then... They That's right. Reduce the manual as, like you said, no cost option. But then, um, because I forget what the numbers are, it's sort of it's it's it's, a, it's madly skewed towards towards the the PDK, and um, which is such a shame. But the- with the GT cars, with the GT threes and stuff, the, the I think the, they I read something that that bloke with the unspellable surname, um, he said they were surprised how many people buying gt3s went for the manual so it's more than they well uh, that's good because obviously if the stats show that these things don't get bought then they get canned mm. um, how is the how is the manual in the in the it's in the normal absolutely got i mean to the to the point where my wife she she said oh well did you did, did the 911 just get delivered i said yeah i just i just drove it down the road and did a u-turn she went yeah 
why why are you so happy i just went i've, I've driven it like 200 meters and i know the manual is absolutely perfect it's just it? such a good yeah it's it, again the, the pdk is a fine box you know that but the manual mm. is just so good it's like you just would you have to it's so damn satisfying and i have to say this is a carrera s mm. it is fast way yeah. way way faster than i was expecting it to be like because of course you look at the badge and you go carrera s that'll be a fairly swift 911 but it's not going to be like it's not going to be a weapon oh this is a weapon it's a weapon yeah well, they're There's faster no now, aren't they, than the old turbos, I think. Yeah, yeah they have to be. This thing, this thing is so fast. I, I had to look up the spec to just double-check, because I think this is... Because obviously it's a bigger car, it's physically wider, so it feels a little bit harder to kind of thread it down a back lane. But um, needless to say, oh, I was... I was so impressed with the with the performance of it. You, th- you think, hang on a minute, you don't need a faster... You don't need a faster sports car than a Carrera S... That's, no, that's it. I remember thinking that when I drove the. Well, we we filmed it, didn't we? The the nine ninety two Carrera S when it first came out, and yeah, uh, I remember thinking when we we, we drove it, it's just like, what do you need? That's the one we. Is that the one we lost the camera on? Yes. Yeah. Did we, we ever tell to... that story? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Did. I think. I mean, it was a great story where we, we were. F- this was when we were filming Smith and Sniff as a video. And it's on it's on our YouTube channel if you want to watch the episode with the or the two episodes with the nine eleven. But um, I I hastily put a GoPro action camera on the back, and it fell off almost as soon as we pulled away. And it was rush hour, and it was was it Barnet in London? Yeah, it was just sort of right at the top of um, North London. I and it, we had loads of footage on it of the rest of the. The, the conversation that day and me being not a very professional cameraman I uh, hadn't swapped cards and I panicked and I must have run up and down that street for about an hour I had a big sweat you on. went like a deranged well because well, times we, of the essence. we sort of finished talking haven't we we finished saying everything well as much as we ever do we'd sort of finished saying everything we thought we needed to say and we were just getting some on our way back into London to go to my house yeah where your car was yeah we were just getting some of those sort of extra shots that you that you need or our editor always used to thank us for and that's when it fell off but it also it wasn't your camera was it you'd borrowed it i'd borrowed that camera yeah because i normally use olfi cameras which are like a welsh version of a gopro which are very good excellent value um and and we needed an extra camera i can't remember why and i was using that yeah and it was our it was my the, the videographer and editor that i use a lot of Mark Hankins is and so I felt terrible but I also felt terrible the fact that we'd lost all of this footage so the whole day had been a total waste so I just thought it it must have fallen off in the last five minutes or so so I just sprinted down the road to where we'd been thinking well, I, you've it, got to get to the crime scene while it's fresh yeah <laughs> rush hour traffic being what it is oh yeah it took me longer to drive back up High Barnet High Street yeah that it, so you, you ran like a gazelle it was extraordinary I just wanted um, to prove to myself that I could do it because that's why that, that's why I want to try and get fitter because you never know when you need that fitness in an emergency. Need to sprint scenario. up High Barnet High Street. It's to run like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon with a with an oh, automatic yeah. weapon in one arm. Yeah, not in one yeah. arm. It's holding power one. running. But then, yes. um So that was that. We didn't find the camera. It was it sort of took the shine off the day, or was or was lost. And then I got an email from the Porsche press office saying that someone had been in touch 
and had found our camera. And this extremely nice man who'd been on his bicycle riding up well, just along, he's going the same direction as us, wasn't he? Yeah, We'd stopped yeah. at some traffic lights, and as we pulled away, the camera fell off. He spotted it, picked it up, yeah. and tried to cycle after us. And the weird thing is the camera was running the whole time because I watched the footage afterwards, and he catches us, and he's about, he's about to try and attract our attention, and then we drive away again. Yeah. And that was it. And the poor bloke was doing his best to give it back to us. But then he he wouldn't rest in his quest to return it to its rightful owners. And so... He got a tech-savvy colleague to take the card out of the camera and review the footage from which he could see the number plate of the car from the bit where he was chasing us. And he went to his local Porsche dealer and said, did you sell this car? Yeah. And they went, no, that's a Reading number plate. That looks like a car from head office. Hang on, we'll contact head office. They did. They ID'd it as a press car. It came through to the press garage, press office. And... And uh, PR at the, at the in the press office got in touch with us and said, someone's got your camera. And I went to meet this guy at his work to retrieve the camera off him with a fistful of pounds to, to thank him for oh, being so, so honest and kind. such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Would not take it. He was just like, no, I just it's the right thing to do. So I had to, I had to give it back to you because it's your camera. So, um, yeah, it was a happy ending. I, I think that's a story of it's, just, it's, it's restored faith in humanity. He took the time to quickly pick it up and film the back of the car to get the license plate, and um, and just yeah, just really good. But I, I uh, yeah, I've 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 been much more vigilant about suckering on cameras ever since. Or if I'm filming myself and I know there's or when I'm when I'm doing YouTube filming, I'm always got one eye or one side mirror angled so i can see the sucker mounted camera so as i'm talking mm. or driving i'm i've got one eye on whether the camera's going to eject or yeah. not yeah um uh it's yes well how do we get on to this oh because we're talking about a portion i love what so you yeah. have you had two you've had two nice cars in the past week i've had um a, I, 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 well my review for the vw id4 so the the electric um sort of crossover suv goes out actually today the day that this this podcast will go out um on, on my late break show youtube channel but the the car i've got i've had in this week has been a gte so the mark 8 golf sad sloth mm. face mm. um gte which i think was my uh, was my favourite last Golf, possibly, the GT model. I really was quite taken by the, the sort of breadth of its abilities in in this new efficient world that we try and live in. And I am convinced that the, the only Mark Eight Golf worth buying is the GTE. Uh-huh. I'm com- completely convinced by it. I was going to f- make a film with it, and unfortunately we've had sort of strange hurricanes and things that just ruin the last two days, and it's gone back at 9 o'clock this morning. So I'm s- that's one of the other reasons why I'm pissed off. So uh, I don't know if I've told you I've been a bit frustrated and pissed off this week. but um, uh, So, yeah, the Mark Eight is a strange car, and it, it does look sad, like it's apologetic. And I know I've said this before, um, but, yeah, it's... The Mark 8 GT is a really nice combo of driving fun, real-world efficiency, and space. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm just trying to work out whether you'd buy one over like an ID3, and I don't quite know yet. 
because they've both been the victim of cost cutting. I think every time I look at an ID3, I'm disappointed by the cheapness of the materials for a Volkswagen. And how's the ID four in that respect? Is it same sort of thing? Does it feel a bit a bit they, pared back they, in places? Yeah, they maintain it's better, but I don't think it's much better in terms of quality than the ID three. But what I would say as a package, it's a great car. I I, I think it's it, it's a good car. It's it's very conservative, probably a bit mm. too conservative for me to buy. But when you compare it against the Mac E and the forthcoming Nissan Aria and um, a um, couple of the other, I suppose, uh, Kia e Nero and and that kind of thing. It, it does very well. It's got a bigger boot than most of them. It's got a lot of interior space. Uh, just like the ID3, though, I wouldn't buy the first edition because I think it's a really ill thought through tacky. <laughs> it's a tacky um, launch edition that doesn't seem to have a great deal of substance. I'm just a bit confused by it. I mean, the interior colours are just appalling, like horrible. Like what? Um, well, like gr- grey and caramel brown two-tone seats with a white <laughs> dashboard. And I'm sorry, oh, but I like, really? I like, I, yeah, I like things that are a bit out there, but it simply doesn't work. Like the ID3, where you get the white dash and the white steering wheel with an orange fabric, funky fabric, that actually works. It's got zest to it. It's a bit cool. This, seriously, I like caramel on its own, and I don't mind a bit of grey faux suede, but together, no, Hmm. just no. That's not acceptable. So, Uh, the Now, on the same... Well, it is the same car underneath, isn't it? the, The Skoda Enyaq... Yes, sail away, um, sail away. So yeah, away. or an or an Oco electrical flow. Yeah, <laughs> the, I, had, um, I had a massive Enya session the other day. My wife was just laughing at me all day. Three people have asked me about the Enya, and um, like independently, my brother being one of them, and then a couple of <laughs> your brother asks, has he? Yeah, my brother went. What, that's, like that's it, what he thinks? Is he well, my brother, or is he okay with it? What about Enya? Uh, no, he's no, he really wants one. That's the thing. He's, he's so he. Uh, well, my <laughs> my brother's got um, uh, an Audi A, no, a Q2 at the moment. That's just on a PCP. Yeah, and he thought it was. He thought it was coming to the end of its contract, so he ordered a Discovery Sport. And then discovered that the Audi's not coming to the end of his contract for another year or so. So cancelled. Yeah, he, he just he had a personal admin failure, so he cancelled the Land Rover, which um, he it was it's a long story. But but then he's gone. Well, actually, now I'm looking around and thinking, what will I replace the Audi with? And it's time to go electric. And he's looking at the Enya. Yeah. As um as his as his next car. So he's kind of interested. He's he's been looking at that. Um, I think the Enya is going to be could, could be then, really good. Yeah, and then one of our neighbours was talking to him the other day, and he that was the car he brought up. Um, yeah, he went. Oh, I'm thinking that might be our next car, family car. Um, uh, yeah, That's and then one of my mates, same thing. So it's obviously it's piqued people's interests because uh, Skoda have got that. Like, I think people, anyone who's even paying half a bit of attention, they just know now, don't they? It's like oh, Skoda's they're like VWs for less money. I I think a hundred percent. I think that um, that VW's biggest problem is the fact that Skoda's kind of better than them now. Because I think that a lot of VW products have sort of kind of lost their mojo a bit, 
and Skoda have just come in up the inside and gone, "Hey, by the way, I've been I've been working out, and uh, I don't yeah. know, I've, I, 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 I'm on this really amazing nutritional diet. And by the way, I'm, I think I'm better looking than you now." And you're like, "Oh shit, you are, bollocks! How did that happen?" So it's, um, because um, actually the interior, from what I've seen, the pictures of the interior on the on the Enya are quite. It looks quite decent. So and yeah, I, I think. Well, the pictures I saw is just all sort of dark colour, so they're not they've not gone for that as anything. But um, so, do you think VW started offering those white steering wheels in their ID range because of the decline of newspapers? It's a very very good point. Every time I see a light coloured steering wheel, I just go, "Oh, what if you've just been reading a newspaper? That'll make a right mess." And you go, oh, "People don't read newspapers anymore, do they?" So, but there's other it's bits just, of dirt. I, well, I mean, if if you're if you're driving and eating, uh, if you're doing you know, lunch on the hop, let's say mm. whilst on on the motorway, um, that could be bad, couldn't it? Um, or a friend of mine who used to have um, company cars, and her company cars always had a weirdly sort of dusty effect on the steering wheel. Steering wheel stalks, mainly the indicator stalk, and the radio controls. Yes, and. And it was because she used to do her makeup while she was already in the car in the morning on her way to work. And then she would sort of rub in a bit of foundation with her fingers and then she would touch. Oh, yeah. With her left hand, she would touch bits of the interior of the car particularly and it would make a right old mess. If it was a white steering wheel, that would be even worse. You basically quite... end up with a sort of orangey steering wheel. Yeah, I think it, it won't work for everyone. But um, I like it. I think it's really cool. And I'm used to having a car. My my wife's Figaro's got a cream steering wheel, albeit Bakelite. Oh, yeah. So I'm quite uh, used to having to. If I've ever done any work on the car, and then I get in it to manoeuvre it, I, I remember I have to completely clean the steering wheel with like a lemon-based degreasant. You want to um, get one of those wheel johnnies like they use in garages sometimes. I do. I need. I don't know where you'd buy one of those because I probably only need like two ever because I'm just keep it you know i don't like the idea of just throwing away these things after one use but maybe you could achieve the same effect by uh if you could find a shower cap for a big-headed person then that would probably just about oh yeah it would be it'd be a, a dog head it would be it'd go, yeah well the hotels when i used mm. to stay at them of course they have a universal size that has to cater for people with a big sweet head so yeah, they probably I, are quite stretchy, aren't they? Yeah, I used to, you know, I used to work with a cameraman that used to habitually ask everybody to take them out of their hotel because he used to use them to cover the camera lens and the top of the camera when we were filming in in sort of drizzle. Ah. Yeah, he was a forward thinker. Yeah, yeah. smart. Yeah, he was. Very he knew good. what he was doing. Sweet guy, sweet guy. I oh, sweet sweet guy. I S- think um, that. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the Enya. I think, no, I think it's probably like that's probably going to be quite, it did quite good business for them because it's sort of probably going to be cheaper than the Volkswagen. And I think it probably looks nicer and is a bit less self consciously wacky in some ways. And and people think now of Skoda's as the cool smart money's VWs. So. Yeah, they are. I see a lot of well heeled people who have gone from Beamers to Skoda's uh, in recent recent time. I've noticed, and it's, and it's acceptable in the same way that shopping at Lidl is now quite cool. It's exactly the same principle. It's cool, it's cool to be a bit more thrifty, but also yeah. knowing the quality's there. Little Prosecco. It's like some kind it's of middle, all about the little badge of honour. Yeah, it completely is. My wife's she bloody bulk orders Little Prosecco. We get it in by the, by the double box. <laughs> the beautiful voice there of Little Prosecco. 
Um, <laughs> Actually, that's a bit more a Ken Bruce one. I think. That was. That was very, very the Ken Bruce. Um, single from Little Prosecco. Still pissed well, off. He, he doesn't reply to my tweets about um, Shotmaster. I just what, Ken Bruce? Is yeah, he blanking I think, you? I think he just, for comic relief, he just should totally do Shotmaster. Uh, get absolutely battered. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all in the name of charity. I'm foaming at the mouth and I can't see the room very well. All in the name of charity. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well, anyway, we, um, we probably ought to gently park this one up in a well-lit side street so um i oh i tell you what i was looking i'm slightly obsessed with um the podcast charts that you can uh, find on a website called chartable and um i'm very proud to say that uh, as of this week i noticed that uh, smith and sniff is the number one automotive podcast in latvia so true so take that alexi popov uh, yeah, there's, a, there's only six podcasts in their chart. I don't know why. But what? Yeah, but, but we're we, number one. But we can't so even speak it. Latvian. I know it's That's extraordinary. Amazing. We're number one in. Um, we were number one last week in Malaysia as well for automotive. You have become slightly obsessed. I know because it's very odd. I mean, I'm not complaining, but if you're listening in Latvia or Malaysia and you are instrumental in us becoming number one automotive podcast. Um, in your country so thanks very much uh it's it's an unexpected delight i'm very I'm, I'm really i'm humbled by all the interest and the feedback that we get i have to say that's a serious comment people people saying that it cheers them up when maybe monday's got a bit of uh heavy browed uh weight to it but uh I, of course it's not we, we we're never really serious are we i sometimes feel quite bad that we haven't given enough car substance so i have to feed it a couple of stats <laughs> but um, I, hey you practically reviewed a car just now so i think that's you know, it was it was sheer desperation richard it was it was sheer desperation <laughs> yeah. really we still s- haven't read out any readers uh or readers listeners uh messages which we always threaten to do and then don't do it which is, is annoying i imagine anyway we'll, we will at some point i'm not going to say next week because then we'll just go and renege on that again but uh we will at some point because we do get some i mean we, we have some fantastic messages anyway this is this probably is a very good time to end stuff. so i have three things to tell you they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show as we've mentioned and right now you can go on there and see a review of the volkswagen id4 two i hawk all manner of books that i've written during lockdown uh, one of them is called steel flies it's a spoof cold war thriller by spoof alcoholic car journalist Roy Lanchester and the third thing I have to tell you is that uh, people in Britain still have to buy a TV license if they want to watch television that's how we fund the BBC what you might not know even if you're British is that you can still buy a black and white TV license you can can't you I know. I didn't think it was still going, but it is. A normal TV license is £157.50. Black and white TV license, 53 quid. Does anybody try and get out of it? Um, I bet they do. I bet they do. It's just weird, though, isn't it? Because yeah. I just imagine some old dear who's still got a black and white set and is, you know, only got, like, the five normal channels. And That's you know, amazing. There's never bothered me. I don't know. I'd love to know how many black and white licences they sell a year and also how many black and white licenses they sell to people who are legit watching on black and white tvs and not just gaming the system it's um i i um just quickly i i i i always try and sing in my head um an introduction to a song um whilst whilst weeing 
and I'll see if I can if I if I can finish the intro if <laughs> I can finish wing before the person would start singing. And, and I don't and I don't know why. And and this week I've been doing I've been singing This Kiss by Faith Hill, which is a song I don't even like. <laughs> it's as random as it sounds, Rich. I don't know why. I just I go I go into the what go into is, the bathroom what, and I think I, what I just don't know. And before that was I Can't Stand Losing You by The Police. My favourite one is is Mirror in the Bathroom by The Beat. That's because it's an incredible intro anyway, so I don't get bored of it. But it's quite a difficult one to wrap up the piss. Indeed. And uh, on that edifying note, we'll see you again same time next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Just the Two by Timothy Dalton. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.